Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A year and two days since their last victory, Dan Hollinshead, against his old team, gets a second chance to win it for Southland. There's the kick. Oh, no. No. Just never had enough on it. Southland are beaten to the great relief of Bayer Plenty, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2023 NRL Dalian Player of the Year. Kalen Ponga from the Newcastle Knights. And quick hands. He's going to get four. And he is going to create a record. Name man of the match already. Geordie Barrett gets four. And the All Blacks have blown the Italians away here in Rome. Final score is 66 points to three. Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, Kempi's got a hoodie on so it must be raining up in Tamaki, <laughs> Makoto, it is cold down here Kempi, I must say, I walked out and nearly slipped on the deck and uh, she's absolutely freezing, but an absolute banger to start your day this morning, we've got a big show coming up, we've got Mike Petretta, host of Fratelli di Rugby, Italian Rugby Podcast, we're going to be talking about the rugby. The team that has been named up against Atari. It's got to be an investigation, is he? <laughs> Hold that. Hold that. We'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon there, Kimpy. And today, we've got Paul Fatawera on. And obviously, Paul is uh, a former Panther. And they're taking on the Broncos this weekend. So looking forward to having a catch-up with Paul. The boys actually spoke to him yesterday. So we'll play that for you out of 8 o'clock. And then there's plenty going on in the sporting world that we're going to do our best to cover throughout the show. 0800-150-811 is our phone line, or double eight double three, the temper bedpost text machine. Send your messages through. And today, it is Kempi's Kicker Day. We have a $50 bonus bet for you out there. One of you, or two of you, really. I'll pick one. Kempi will pick one. To come through with your... Options, plenty going on in the racing world, plenty going on in the NRL, the rugby. Anything you would weekend. love, put it together, send it through on double eight double three, and we'll pick one each at the end of the show to go in, and hopefully we can get someone paid with Kempi's kicker. How are you doing, Kempi? 
Oh, mate, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm doing a lot better this morning than I was last night. With the, uh, I've obviously picked up a little bit of a bug off the flight back from uh, from Australia. I'm not, not feeling like too heavy in the head, but I've got a bit of a chest and a cough, you know, that chesty cough that you get. Um, I lying in bed last night, I had to get out. I had to get out and just couldn't stop coughing, got up, and uh, I went downstairs and watched the netball. I thought the the girls were very good, and we can't wait to talk to kids about that. Um, and the Dally M's, and the Dally M's, and watch that unfold. And I have to say, I don't know how many of our listeners out there stayed up and watched the Dally M's, but it was a for me a cheap version of the Oscars. You know, twenty years ago it looked great, absolute great. You know, but last night it looked like you know, the, especially the overhead shot was. You know, it looked a little bit like a, uh, I don't know, an old hall party for me. Um, and when Sean Johnson didn't get it, I reckon they, I reckon they need a can it. But uh, <laughs> get on with oh, it. Only, only you would pick that up, Kempi. Yep, beautiful, mate. I'm looking forward to getting up tonight. I'm coming up with the kiddies and uh, going to have a couple of weeks in Tamaki Mercado and really, really enjoying it. But like you just said, mate, there's plenty going on in the sporting world. So, kids, let's rip into it. Round one, fight. All right, boys, let's start with the bootleg Oscars as uh, Tony Kemp's rebranded them <laughs> kindly. Uh, rewatching Dagger, I don't know if you've watched the footage of um, Kalen Ponga receiving his Delhi M award. He's standing next to yeah. SJ. It's, uh, what was it, Kibby, 55 to 50 to SJ heading He's into home. round 26. He's home, you know, at the 100 metres. Sean Johnson now with the lead. But then Kalen Ponga comes in with 50 to go and takes uh, six points that he needs to pip Sean Johnson by one. Now I'm not much of a is conspiracy theorist. Is it, was it was just, that that, was it just ask me, run home, mate. It, Sean is Johnson that, was home. He was cantering to the finish line. He was just, he didn't even, it was that, it was that one of those races, where'd you come from? Like, seriously, where'd you the, come from? Is that the game Kalen scored a hat-trick in the last, eh? Uh, ra- round 26, he got, um, he did get on the board, but he didn't get a hat-trick. He got... Three conversions and a try, which was enough to get him six points. That was the um, 32-6 win against the Sharks. But So in the judging Jesus. system, in the judging system, you get 3-2-1 from two judges. I think this is how it works. So he's picked up top points from both judges and put Sean by one point. Look, and that's probably rightly so, isn't it, Kimby, from just if we're just focusing on that round 26 game. I mean, you you just look at the box score and you look at the Newcastle Knights score, thirty-two to six. There's not too many blokes out there on the park that would get those three points. Oh, he, mate, he did Ponga. play well. He did, he did play, play well that, that very day. well. But yep. what I'm saying is, across a whole season, from what we've seen yeah, he from from Sean Johnson all year, and that's where I'm getting to, Dagger. And you, yeah. you count in, you know, state of origin, you count in uh, uh, all these other commitments and, and injuries and, you know, everything that Kalen Pong has missed. Not taking anything away from the bloke, because we know he's been electric and he was uh, the, the leading charge of the night's run going into the end of the season. But was, you know, uh, across the length of the season, was was Shawnee really not better than than anyone else? You know what I mean? Was, was it a little bit rigged, mm. Kippy? I, look, I agree, I agree with you. Across the season, sure. I don't know how sh- seriously when I'm watching it and Sean's home. He's like streaks ahead of everyone else over the season and then all of a sudden that 10-game winning streak. And I, I said that. The only bloke that can catch him is Caelan Ponga, you know, because of the way that Newcastle won 10 on a trot. And you and the, and the system is he gets all those points. And 
when you're sitting there going, oh, you know, he's five points ahead. He needs six points in the last round. That means both judges have to give him the three points. And then it comes up and he gets six points. You're like, oh, my God. Come on. Seriously, come on. Come on, you could have given him three and two or three and one, but to give him both threes and pips him by one point, uh, I think everyone who was a Kiwi, mind you, the other other part of that is at least the Kiwi got it. Mm. At least the the boys from Newcastle. Because the other good thing about that, Newcastle got both men and women. Yeah, Yeah, it was a good good night for Newcastle Club as a franchise. But, yeah, look, it's – yeah, I thought it was pretty – Dubious to be honest when you're five points ahead and they come back and, and get Pippy at the line. But, uh, mate, you can't take. I think Kalen Pong has been really, really good this year. Particularly in only 20 games. You know, you think before Origin, he had a lot of concussion problems. He ruled himself out of Origin because he wanted to focus on the NRL. So he sacrificed a lot. And then he's come out, mate. I, I think he's been outstanding, particularly with a shoulder injury. You know, you're dealing with injuries, concussions. To able to overcome all that adversity and stuff going on in your mind, I think uh, it's awesome. But man, there has to be an investigation because to keep up and by one on the last. You, and being SJ, you'd be pretty gutted, wouldn't you? I'd say he wouldn't say it. He wouldn't be um, showing it. But deep down, he'd be absolutely gutted. Yeah. I might be going at a stretch here, Kempi, but I'm a little bit worried about Shawnee not picking up the Dally M here. Obviously, you know, the, the momentum from the Warriors has sort of slowed down a little bit. All those um, bandwagoners jumping off as soon as we lost to, to the Broncos. Are, are you a little bit worried, Kimby, that by SJ not picking up uh, the Dally M? And I know that Webster did win the Coach of the Year. Does this affect uh, his legacy in some form of way? This like is, 10 years this down is the line. Something, Go on, Digger. This is something I've been thinking about. There's been a lot of steam on that train. <laughs> Are they running out of coal all of a sudden? I don't know. Look, I don't want it to happen, but is the steam starting to dwindle into the universe? Well, it, it could be down the back, getting a couple of coal bags and, and fire, it, fire it up to go and fire it back up again, couldn't he? Because he missed it by one point. But look, I think the competition goes to another level next year um, and hopefully has the same type of season, but... Kez, yeah, um, I've followed the socials for the weekend. Adam Pompey um, was was targeted because of missing those three kicks. Oh. It was it was so so awful from Warriors um, supporters. I guess that we're following the Warriors saying, you know, it was up to, it was up to Adam Pompey. I can tell you right now, it wasn't Adam Pompey's fault. All right, mm. and um, for the Dalyams Dalyams last night. For Andrew Webster to get that coach's role, fantastic. I think, I think you know, that was a, a toss of the dice. I didn't pick it. I, I thought Ivan Cleary is the best coach by far this year. Um, Kevin Walters has to be right up there as well. Um, but for Andrew Webster to get it, fantastic recognition for him. Fantastic recognition for the club. And uh, I see Mark Robinson give him a cuddle when he when he actually got named in it. So he's he obviously made the, the club happy. And even his, his speech saying that he loves the players and the way that he talked about it. Um, is awesome leading into next year. But you're dead right about not picking up the Dally M for Sean Johnson because everybody picked it. If, if we had Cam Smith make the goat come out and say Sean Johnson gets the Dally M, you know, 
there, there needs to be an investigation. Sean Johnson had it, and Kez, you've hit the nail on the head, consistency from round one to round 26. Sean Johnson gets it. He didn't have 10 rounds off. Nah, bam, there we go. Should we get into round two, is he? Yeah. Round two. All right, Izzy, you made a uh, big, bold prediction yesterday. Obviously, uh, I asked you during Triple Threat, you know, what would the All Blacks' uh, best 23 look like for the rest of the Rugby World Cup? You proposed your team, and uh, overnight, the All Blacks have released the official team to take on Italy this weekend. You went too far off, Dagger, uh, from the starting lineup, but just uh, initial thoughts on the All Blacks team to take on Italy. Confused, but not surprised. Um, to be completely honest, like uh, we're just slogging the same old horse, really. And this is no disrespect to the players, but what we've done in the past isn't work. We tried this in twenty nineteen; it didn't work. You know, dual playmaker and and what's up, what on whatsoever. You know, like it just it's and, and then you bring on like you got three first fives in the squad. You know. You got Damian McKenzie on the bench, Bowden, and, and Richie Moonga playing. So I'm a little bit confused. I thought this would have been the game to to try something different, to have someone give someone the keys, allow for for a Leicester Fanganuku to have a crack, known with his physicality. Like he's a big body, he's a big player, and 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 the teams in the north are big teams, so you need to be able to to physically dominate him. So uh, I'm not surprised that he's gone down this track because. Um, you know, Fozzie hasn't really shown, changed his cards up at all in his last, what, tenure as coach. So, um, yeah, look, it's good to have Sammy Kane. Tyrell Lomax coming back. Absolutely loving that because we know how important he is. Dane Coles on the bench. Uh, Shannon Frizzell, you know, we saw him against South Africa and what he was able to do. So uh, I'm still right behind the the, the lads and, and hopefully they get the job done against Italy. But um, because my head will be praying so um but yeah um i thought change was needed and he hasn't done it yeah i i have to agree with you i think this is the unraveling of the the all blacks starting to happen uh, in the italy game it's going to be really tough going into the quarterfinals you've got sam kane on the bench for me i think it's a really unusual selection um you know he's a captain you'd throw him straight back into the side because dalton Papali doesn't do it for me at seven uh the other one lester foranuku doesn't even get a start in the in the in the 2023, 20, uh, you know, and if you're thinking that the same old, same old, I'll go back to the two pivots that you're talking about. The reason the two pivots are, um, doesn't work is because the defensive systems of the top teams have worked it out and they keep rushing and taking time off both those players. And the one thing that they don't get is they don't get ownership and they don't get to run the ship. And you just have to look at mm. um, Sexton for Ireland. You know, he's, he's a, Dominant number 10 that just rolls that team around the pitch um, and his game against South Africa was first class. So uh, I just think it's the unravelling of the team. I, I would have had Leicester Whainuku in there. I would have started with San Carl. I would have definitely started with my best team, that, um, Will Jordan at fullback, because, and, and given Richie Moonga mm. the keys. Um, I just don't know why he continues to, to, to persevere with a system that doesn't work. It's like it's like it's it's like I'm trusting it, and even though it's not work not working for us, I'm trusting it's going to get us here. It's like, nah, man, it's not. Mm. And just on that, Kempi, like when you talk about the, the the playmaker role, just imagine you know you've you've got a an NFL team and you've got a quarterback calling the shots, but you've got a quarterback playing wide receiver, 
that's actually going, no, 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 we should do this, we should do that. You know, like you, you kind of lose confidence in yourself and your second guess, you know, where do I go? Where, you know, Bodie's in that first receiver role, so as a as a 10, where am I going to fit now? Like, it, there are some positive signs, but at the moment there's, there's a little bit of confusion, I feel. You know, like, if you look at the stats, Bowden Barrett is kicking more, touching the ball more, and absolutely playing with the ball in hand a lot more than Richie Moe. And as a fullback from when I was playing, you are there supporting your team. You're providing options, another solution, another... You're a runner. Another a set of eyes or another runner, controller of the game, but you're not in the dominating position. And I think that's the confusion that, that we are creating at the moment. But, um, you know... What do you think? Double eight, double three. Are we going out? Are we clutching here? Or are you in the same picture? Because uh, Lammy sent through a message. We'll get to that soon. But they've announced their team. Anton Leonard Brown is on the bench. Cam Roygaard, great to see the young kid. Uh, you know, our number two. That'll take us through. But uh, interesting selections for this test match. A lot of niggle at training, I'm hearing. And uh, we'll hopefully see that transform into that game against Italy. Round three. Right, boys, uh, crossing to the Northern Hemisphere. The uh, favourites going into this tournament, Francais. We obviously know that uh, Antoine Dupont suffered a fractured cheekbone in uh, the third uh, group stage match against Namibia. So he was ruled out. Uh, It wasn't looking good for the French, but uh, they're pretty certain, Izzy, that uh, William Servat, the head coach of France, said that Dupont should be back for finals footy uh, regarding he wears a face mask. If Antoine Dupont, hang on, I'll pose this one to you, Dagger, first of all. Do you think that Dupont is healthy enough to return for finals footy? No. No. It's a ploy, is it? It's uh, man, 100% a ploy. Look, I wouldn't be surprised. He's tough as anything that he's going to play and, and something's going to happen. He's going to get a face mark that'll be able to keep his face uh, secured and safe. But the reality is he's going to say this because France, French people are very emotional. Very, very emotional. And that's the best player in the world by by a mile. And when your best player in the world is in doubt and there's you know, a little bit of um, you know, what-if creeping into your mind, it would derail the French opportunity. So I think if he's gone, France are gone. He's your captain. They are gone. He's the captain as well. How, how much of an impact he, is that going to have? Dagger, I'll pose this one to you then. In, in a finals football situation, say we're in quarterfinals, how many games do France last without Antoine Dupont? One. They don't lose They the go quarter. straight out. South Africa will beat them in the quarter. If Antoine's not there, South Africa will beat them in the quarter. I promise you that. He is that influential. And look, I'll tell a story. 2011, when Dan Carter goes down, I'm a young player with a couple of young, other young players. I look at this player and I go, we are stuffed, you know? We cannot win this World Cup with the best player in the world. Our inspirational leader, Dan Carter's gone. So that's creeping into my mind. And so, look, for a French perspective, they'll be thinking the same. And I just don't see them recovering from that little bit of doubt when you've lost your best player. So, well, you your know, best I might be players, going to limb here. Your best players. Yeah. Well, you got Interback gone too. Yeah. And you got you got Anton Dupont. You're 19. You, you, that's, that's your key. That's your heart, eh, Kimpy? It is. Well, I've got to, I tend to agree with you, Izzy. It's not that they're already, they've already had a dagger to the to the heart with Intermac. And now, if Dupont goes, it's mm. now becoming very, very shaky, the ground that they're standing on. Um, 
And yes, the crowd plays a massive part in it. We've seen that with the Warriors in their last home game and Brisbane Broncos are there, 52,000 um, stadium. But if you haven't got the stock up against... Like South Africa should have won that game against Ireland. If they put those kicks away... Um, yeah, they get that. Points. They get that game. They kick the. They kick the goals, which were makeable. They win it. I don't think South Africa let France off if Dupont's not playing. Mm, totally agree, Kempi. And here's a message from uh, one of our supporters. Yes, Kempi, Papali, no good. Sammy Kane should be starting. Blackadder or Jackson on the bench. Thank God for Rory Gard over Christie. That is from Dom and Ethan Blackadder. Don't know. Surely, I would have thought he would have had a chance to have a crack. But keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three in terms of the Sean Johnson missing out on the Delhi M by one point. The All Black squad, what do you think? What do you make of it? Uh, are you surprised? Are you not surprised at all with Fozzie's selections? Or France, Anton Dupont, uh, you know, if he's out of that team, is that the end of their campaign? Love to hear from you. Double eight, double three. Listen to and Kippy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring. It's 28 past six here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Kempe's kicker, Alvin, he sent through one. Make sure you send them through. You've got all day. You've got all show, really, and we'll announce our Kempe's kicker at the end of the show. you just got to be like Alvin. He sent through one. Walsh, Walsh, any time try scorer. And Broncos win boosted to $5.50. That is from Alvin. So, Alvin, you got a chance today, my friend. Kempe's kicker, $50 bonus bet. Up for grabs if you want to be a part of that with Kimpy and myself. You two experts made your words again this week, like you had to with the New Zealand cricket team against England. No faith in the team that is from an unknown text message. I have faith. Don't He's an Australian. For my lid, for my lid, I hope they win and they will win this week. I'm just thinking, I'm just saying there's a little bit of confusion there for myself personally, um, having been in, the, in that team and that environment. Just yeah, we've got to try something different. And uh, what we've done at the moment, it's like you see, Kippy, teams have figured it out. You understand, uh, you shut down two of the big playmakers in that squad and it'll go a long way. You win the bat- kicking battle, you win the game. So, mm. yeah, I still have faith. There's just a um, little bit of apprehension there. Sorry, my mate. Yeah, and I, th- and I think what you what we're talking about is we're talking about what are we doing leading into the quarterfinal because we're going to end up in second position. Um and we, we're going to be playing Ireland, and is this the best team that we need to be playing against Italy to, to have a hit out and get some co- um, con- continuity going and some and some combinations going? And I think the, the question is more around, is for me the question is more around this, is Will Jordan better suited to fullback and Richie Moonga given the keys? And who, who is better to sit on the bench in that position out of Bodie Barrett and Damien McKenzie? Because the Fords and, and that will work themselves out, yeah? But I just think the two pivots ain't going to work. And that system ain't going to work. And we've been looking at it and seen that it isn't working. Um, and are we ever going to see Jordy, uh, Will Jordan start at fullback? So you you tell me. You name your 10, 15 in the bench. You give me yours, Kempe. Uh Okay, well, I'd, I'd start Richie Mwonga, definitely. I'd give him the keys. He's, he's, pro, he's proven that. Um, he deserves the the ten jersey. I'll start Will Jordan at fullback. I've been saying that about Will Jordan. Will Jordan is a runner and he's threatening, you know. And he's and he's a, and he's a safe fullback. I just think Bodie in that two pivot um, line. It's a little bit like Bodie was Will Jordan five years ago because he was a runner, but playing that two pivot 
just confuses both of those players, and defences have worked it out. And I'd put Leicester Fainuku on the bench. You know, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't um, carry a player that's not going to break the game wide open. You know, so I know they got Anton Leonard Brown there. So I'd carry uh, uh, Leicester Fainuku on the bench, and I'd put Bodie Barrett in that in that um, position to cover ten or fifteen. That's how I would yeah, do I'm it. I'm with you, Kempi. Exactly the same. I'm exactly on the same page with you. And the reason I go with Bowden Barrett over DMAC is, is, is DMAC's a game, he's a game breaker. He's, he's so good, he can break up in the game. But when the game's tight, do we want someone that is quite erratic, can, um, you know, just really open up the game, or when it's tight, you know, just calm things down. I think experience will play a lot, particularly in that game towards the end of the game, if we're trying to shut down a game, and you've got a guy that's played 117, 18 tests, I'd just be more comfortable myself personally having Bowden Barrett on the bench instead of DMAC. DMAC's time will come, and I know many out there will have their own opinions, so keep them coming through on double eight, double three. We've got some headlines coming up with the Cares Dog. We've got Love Racing because it is Thursday, and we're heading into a big weekend of racing. But before then... Catch up with Aroha. Here's the news. Thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Approaching 35 minutes past six here on SCNZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Double eight, double three. Keep your Kempi's kicker text coming through from Tim. Brian To'o, anytime try scorer. Anytime. And Penrith win one to 12. Oh, is that he forgot to add it. He forgot ah, to add it. Oh, I was going to say, Paulie Moati's fallen asleep hey, still at the not wheel a ba- there. It's still not a bad bet. But, but just off the base of Tim's text, Brian Toto, <laughs> any time try scorer, boosted to six bucks. I was about to hand the, the world was jumping on that. The yeah, world was yeah. jumping on <laughs> Before I miss out. But anyway, boys, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass, just like the Panthers will be powering my TV uh, account this weekend. Boys, uh, on talk of Liam Lawson, uh, he's obviously been impressing in his uh, debut run in the Formula One. We all heard last week Alpha Tauri have signed both their drivers, Yuki Sonoda and Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo, for next season. Uh, there was hints of a move to Williams for Liam Lawson to remain driving in Formula One, but Liam Lawson has come out overnight with a quote, I am a Red Bull driver. All the Red Bull seats are filled, and unfortunately for me, that means for now I'll be reserve driver. So he's committed to his future at Red Bull, just like I thought. Williams uh, have drivers Albon and Sargent. Logan Sargent is the only American in the F1, which uh, means he brings in a lot of that uh, Brian Tottles anytime $6 uh, dot money and uh, all those American sponsors as well. So Liam Lawson, he's staying put with Red Bull. Uh, He's uh, certain on his future as an F1 driver, and rightly so. My word, has he been impressive? Uh, Boys, uh, uh, staying on the topic of face masks, with uh, Anton Dupont rumoured to return for the quarterfinals. Izzy says it's almost as rigged as Ponga winning the Dally M, but Victor Ossiman, he's a Napoli striker. You would have heard uh, Ricardo talk about him quite quite a lot here on these headlines. He was rumoured a $100 million move to Man United, uh, not too long ago. Uh, it was actually after they lost Ronaldo, but uh, Ossiman, he sat tight. He won the Scudetta, the City uh, with Napoli. But boys, it's all going downhill, and I think this could be uh, a little bit scary for the future of sport. Napoli are pretty big on, on the old social media, boys, and we all know that uh, in today's day and age, uh, sports teams, if you don't tap into social media, you're definitely missing the boat, and, and uh, we've, we've seen it with fans all around the world. Some of these teams can get a little bit uh, uh, shaky on the old social media. Now, Victor Ossiman, he's uh, a fantastic striker for Napoli, almost single-handedly got them to the City R title, but 
he missed a penalty over the weekend and uh, the Napoli team took to TikTok to make a little uh, a meme about Ossiman, <laughs> your own player's penalty miss. So let's just put yourself in, uh, in Ossiman's shoes, both of you boys. Kempi or Izzy, you both miss a drop goal, all right, in the 80th minute, you know, to Didn't win miss the game. Many. Yeah, all right, Kempi, I knew you were going to come with something <laughs> like that. Probably because you only took I'm one. I'm zero for one. Dag, I'm I, sure actually, I remember your droppy, Daggy. I got off off my chair. I think I was about nine years old when you did that. But uh, Jeeva shows how far the knees have come, hasn't it? Uh, but anyway, uh, Victor Ossiman, he's he's actually come out, boys, and he started ignoring the team in genuine fashion. There's a footage of him rocking up to the club, and he just beeline straight for the door. Now it's gotten worse. He's told his agent, "I want out. I want out of the club." So imagine you boys missing a drop goal in the 80th minute. The All Blacks or the Kiwis post up uh, online a video mocking you for missing the the so drop call. So now you rock up. So now you've rocked up, and he he doesn't want to play anymore. What do you mean? I get a Zoom call last night, and the guys, the guys on the Zoom call said, "Kimpy, you got here." (laughs) 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 The mocking on online yesterday with the with the old ball head. Um, Well, you look good. Kimpy, just quickly, I got a hundred DMs saying you look like David Tua. You look like David Tua. Straight up. I was like, no. Uh, Kiss to answer your question, I would find it so funny. You, I, I, I would, I I you would walk but, in yeah, and, and I'd just, I'd suck it up and laugh. Yeah, after, you know, it's sort of a, it's, it's just sort of showing, you know, where sport is going in terms of, you know, Neymar, who's, who's just moved to the Saudi league, uh, which, oh, jeepers, uh, it makes me gag saying that. It's like you boys saying that green team with the buckets on their heads, you know, we, we can't speak <laughs> of it anymore. Who are they? Uh, the, the Saudi league, uh, uh, Staffy's team, we'll call them. Uh, but, but Neymar's gone to the Saudi league. He's only been there, what, not even a month yet. And he's already put in a request to sack the manager. <laughs> a player has come out and Neymar said to the club, can you please sack the manager of this club? And they've come back and practically said, all right then. <laughs> Was, and he's done nothing wrong. What's he done wrong? So like, is, is, are we, you know, these players, it's, it's getting a little bit out of control. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Victor Ossiman. He's a, he's a, a Napoli, Napoli boy through and through, you know, and them posting just a 10-second clip of him missing a penalty. It's all guns blazing at the, <laughs> at the club, and, and he doesn't want to shake anyone's hand. He doesn't want to look at anyone. So, you know, right or wrong, I mean, uh, this is just so confusing, even for me, someone who's been football, born mate. and raised in the social media era. Do you think they call an HR? That's football. I'd say so, Kempi. At I'd that say, level? But it's football, mate. Like, like as he said, like Neymar's sacked his own coach. Like, can we just wrap our heads around that? We can sort of do anything you want in, in today's day and age with football, can't you? But, oh, boys, I'm, I'm starting to lose my head and get a bit confused. Uh, so we will move on, boys. <laughs> Trades and builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Now, Kempi, you uh, share just as much about as my uh, three-year-old nephew does. So let's see uh, if he's got anything up his sleeve for us, is he? <laughs> Beautiful, thanks, kids. Oh, I love it, Kimpy. Yeah, you know we had a sh- we sh- we shook hands, eh? Virtually, we shook hands. So if the unthinkable happens, we're going bald, mate. No, hey, 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 hey! Remember no, that no, torpedo? No, 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 when you put that torpedo there's, in the water and no jumped on that hook, Kimpy. No, no, there's no Kimpy without it. Not a chance. Not a chance. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. This is actually even like better. That? This is actually even better because I heard that on the drive home, the drive show, that Beaver wants to do it with you. 
But what Beaver said was that if Ireland don't win the World Cup, so he said if Ireland ah. don't win the World Cup, he will shave his head. So he's picked Ireland. So he's so picked Ireland, you've picked Italy. I haven't picked Italy. What? No, you've 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 picked Italy to, as the team that you that has to lose, haven't you? So the All Blacks beat Italy, you're sweet. But if Ireland yeah. don't win the World Cup, well, Beaver has to get rid of the the the. Oh, that's a what an idiot! The hair. Now that's an idiot, idiotic bit, you know, by Beaver. I hope I he didn't it. say that. Well, apparently, I'm just what I'm hearing Did when you I was coming home from running it straight yesterday. That's what the drive team was saying that Beaver's taken on the. The, the mantle after he saw you put your, oh, your wow, hand up mate. as an all black. I need to try and find it. I'm going to for you, boys. And to be honest, I only yeah. think it's fair. I only think it's fair that the all black boys put nah, their hands up. We'll, we'll stand there now. We'll stand there now. And I know Jay would love to see you with, uh, without any hair. So <laughs> there you go. Gonna, and, and you know you're not going to drag me into you. You're not going to drag me into you. You know who will be happy? <laughs> David Tua. No, no, no. Hair product. Be happy, mate, because you're saving the world with your hair product because you put about 300 <laughs> kilos of that on every single day. Anyway, boys, we'll shoot off. We'll come back. We've got Love Racing coming up. Kempe is going to get us paid. Come on, Kempe, do your job. Yes, it's 647. You can call us on 0800 811 or double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And Cambridge trainer Andrew Forsman sees a simple equation for his classy mare Mustang Valley ahead of Saturday's Group 1 Arrowfield stud plate. The wetter, the better. Yes, come on, Jam, because he's in that one too. The daughter of Amber resumes his campaign with an eye-catching six in the Group 2 Foxwood plate. 1,200 finishing less than two lengths from Vic. The Dragon Leap and produced a dominant winning performance at Taranaki a fortnight ago when Forsman elected to bypass the first of the Hastings features, which was the Tarzina Trophy with the Mayor. She's improved a lot since Taranaki and she's only second up, so fitness-wise she's pretty well spot on and now getting up to a mile, Forsman said. The Hastings track was rated a heavy 10 on Wednesday morning with rain forecast for Saturday and Forsman wouldn't mind seeing the track remain in a heavy state for his versatile Five-year-old. The wetter, the better for her. She handles most tracks. Whereas that makes it harder for a lot of her opposition. And isn't it a fantastic field? If you have a look at it, Izzy, on Saturday, the Arrowfield Stud Plate Group 1, you've got uh, our boys in there, Just Ask Me. At least he's in wait for age. He's only carrying 59, like a lot of them. You've got time's ticking. Uh, Sharp and Smart's opened up at uh, 11 bucks coming from 14s already. Piers in there at 26. La Creek at $13. Mustang Valley, one of the favourites, uh, opened at 320s already into $2.80. Polly Gray, uh, back from Aussies, in at $26. Campionessa for Walker Burgesson. Uh, you have to keep an eye out for them with um, Aromatic uh, in around the $20 mark. Legato, the other favourite, who only gets to carry 56 and a half, is... Uh, Hot favourite at two dollars thirty with Melston in at thirty one dollars. So a good field there for the Group One Arrowfield Stud Plate down at Hastings this weekend. And uh, I know who I'll be on. I'll be on my boy because uh, definitely at a place of three dollars eighty, that's decent money, especially if the rain comes. So some pretty good horses there, Mustang Valley. Um, as we know, the wetter the better, and is a definite chance there. And with your horse that rivered you last time you went out. Uh, to the races in the Group Ones, is the Legato that didn't bring bring it home. Uh, just a, a little a little update for you on your horse Pungo. It's actually been nominated for Friday at the Valley, and it will start in race one, the Drummond Golf Handicap. 
um, a second favourite with an open line of bet at $5.90. So good each way uh, money on Pongo with uh, Michael Dion carrying 59 around. Boondish for Jamie Carr, Will Clark and, and Nicky O'Shea is $3.00 and $1.40. Um, Racing today, of course, down in Awapuni. There's a six-race card. Ooh, tough picking them down there uh, if you want to go down there and have a look. Uh, fashion icon for me, I think, with Kozi Asano is probably one to have a look at. Uh, I like one also in race number two, and it is Pitkin County with Lisa Allpress on. Uh, she's always got a lovely ride. Berna Winyard, uh, the the trainers of that. That's your Love Racing update today. Experience the thrill. Love Racing, own racing. Beautiful. Thanks, KMP. Appreciate that. Yeah, Pungle. Hopefully he can get the job done. It's either Friday or Saturday. But Brett from Huntley, he's gone from the couch. He might be back in the bed. What are you doing, Brett? What do you got, Bala? Morning. Oh, morena, Katie. Pia, Katie. Morena. Oh, Katie Pai, hey? I was on the Sonic Boom yesterday. I'm oh, not because Kempi took it out. I was just going to take any hoi hoi that's named after a Street Fighter 2 move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brett, you're obviously back from the couch, mate, and you're back in the bed, eh? Happy wife, happy yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good night for me, babe. Yeah, sweet ass. Had a good moi. Fossey um, wasn't going to pick Geordie Barrett until injuries forced him, forced his hand on that, so he ain't going to pick anyone else but Bodie at 15, but I'd have left the starting and moved Mark Talia over yeah. to that right wing side. I mean, oh, imagine that, just playing your most informed wingers from your Super Rugby competition and your most informed fullback. I mean, ah, there's pretty much rocket scientists yeah. work there. I know, bro. Uh, I lost uh, faith in any uh, rugby league awards when uh, T-Bone was not awarded the Clive Churchill medal in the 99 grand final. Yeah. They ain't going to give uh, Huntley an award for anything except for being the most kōrētaka town in New Zealand. <laughs> Don't be tough on that town. It's a nice little spot. <laughs> Mate, did you, did, you, we, did you watch it? No, nah, no, nah, past my bedtime, Kiss. Those us early morning rises. We're on the grind. Powered by caffeine and dreams. Yeah. But then we got a European correspondence uh, that we should get hold of. Joey Bell went to Man City and West Ham on the weekend. Ah, Joey. How was he, mate? I get hold of him. seen that fella. Yeah, we'll we'll have to make that call here, uh, Brett from Huntley, mate. Appreciate you coming on, Brett. And uh, I think you're right, mate. I think everyone's thinking the same thing in terms of the All Blacks. But, uh, you know, Fozzie's got other ideas, and we've got to believe and trust that that's the way that they're going to do to get the results that we're after, mate. Appreciate it. You take care. Enjoy mahi. And up the silver ferns. All right, lads, we'll shoot away. Thanks, Kippy. Thanks, Brett. And we'll be back soon to read a couple of messages. Yes, coming up, we're going to be talking Italy, taking on the All Blacks at around 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be talking to our man, Mike Paret, uh, Petretta, host of Italian the Rugby, Italian Rugby Podcast. And we'll be talking about the Italian resurgence, really. They've got a couple of squads that are playing uh, over in the Northern Top 14, and Benetton, Zebri, and they are absolutely flying, particularly Benetton. Uh, so there's no surprises why they've had so much success uh, in the national game. They've got a couple of Kiwis sprinkled throughout. Um, Digby Yuani's cousin is on the wing, and he's absolutely outstanding. They've got another winger, a small guy. I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll go have a look and, and give his name. He is outstanding. A very, very good player. Who, and they're also coached 
by Kieran Crowley. So if they do do the unthinkable, Dagger, your first words yesterday regarding um, shaving were, if Italy beat the All Blacks, you'll shave your head off. You need a potato peeler. Not a razor, my brother. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just to give you a bit of confidence, uh, when they played France this year, they lost 29-24. Yeah. Yeah, they still lost. Anyway, Kimpy. <laughs> don't, don't start, mate. They're not losing. They're not going to lose. Anyway, that is coming up. So keep those messages. And keep those Kimpy kickers uh, options coming through as well. A couple sprinkled throughout. And uh, you're in the draw. And we'll announce those two winners Later on in the show. One more thing, Izzy. You're right. We all love Bodie, but not Jordan needs to start at 15 with Leicester on the wing and D-Mac on the bench to cover 10 or 15. That is from Dom. Appreciate that message. Stay tuned. A big couple of hours coming up. And out it is. Our tradies out. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together, shaping and building New Zealand. Welcome back. Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. Just after 7 o'clock. It's been a good morning so far and got a Ton of messages coming through, and we've got a few that want to be a part of Kempi's kicker. Remember, it is Tradies Hour. This hour, start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local night and day. And a heap of messages. Plenty on the NRL, Kempi. No one is letting what unfolded last night get away. Morning, lads. SJ Rob. KP played well for half of the season. There were calls for him to be dropped earlier on in the season. Harry, pretty on the money there. Yeah, he was, and uh, <laughs> I think I think I think SJ was you know hard done by. I thought you know that lead he had would have got him home, but uh, not picking up any points in the manly game. All right, was was probably one uh, reason why he didn't get it, and the other one uh, he didn't play in the Dolphins game at the back end of the season, and that probably would have wrapped it up for him if he did play in that. So, um, mate, it is what it is. It's uh, it's now history, and KP another Kiwi. I have to say, picked it up instead of SJ. And just one quickly before we get off to our next guest. Alva, massive Warriors fan, but I can see how Ponga won that. He was easily the most dominant player in the Knights' wins, where Sean was always sharing points with one of our pack that is from Alvin. Yeah, fair, fair call too, because he was. He was sharing points across the board all year, but that's what Kez talked about, which was consistency. Um, and if you're picking Dally M of the season, I actually think it needs a revamp, to be brutally honest. I think Sean was the most consistent all year. Beautiful. Thank you, Kempi. All right, let's catch up and chat to our next guest, Mike Petretta, host of Fratelli, the Rugby Italian Rugby Podcast. He joins us now to preview this weekend's match as Italia, Italy, Azzurri take on our very own All Blacks. Mike, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on. Mate, talk to me. Talk to me. Are you confident? How confident are you? (laughs) That you can do well. the unthinkable <laughs> because we've just watched Wales bundle out our closest neighbours, Australia. And many, honestly, many have a little bit of doubt about this this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean. People do. It's, 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 one, it's one of those, right? Like you look at you look at the team that just, just came out um, a few hours ago and uh, it's, it's a pretty impressive side, uh, to be honest. But, you know, it, you know most World Cups have a... Uh, a outlandish upset and I don't think we've seen a massive one yet I think that you know that Wales game potentially Fiji potentially but um you know I think I think there could potentially be one brewing up uh whether it's us or not well I guess we'll find out right well there's there's a reason why there is a little bit of doubt creeping in because Italy are four straight on the pounce 
at the moment. Yeah. Four wins, which is unheard of in terms of Italian record. Look, I'm, no disrespect, I've played Italy a few times, and, yeah. and you usually put in 60 or 70 on them. And uh, I do not see that now. They are competing at the highest level. They had the quickest ruck ball in six nations out of all teams. Kieran Crowley is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, he's a brilliant man. Um, we've been fortunate enough uh, on the podcast to speak to him. Um, and just to hear sort of how the boys speak about him as well. Like the boys, um, you know, you know, he's, he's, he's a leader through and through. And um, he's definitely made sort of a radical change to Italian rugby um, over the past 18 months. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those. I think, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, improvement required from us. And, you know, he's done... Um, something quite important with you know getting the young young Italian players through as quickly as possible um, and and he's taken risks and you know it's a you know it's a shame to see him uh, leave at the end of uh, the the World Cup I think you know there's there's a lot more to come from this young team and um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of uh, how, how Casada um, sort of takes takes the the mantle I suppose. Yeah great man Kieran Carley from Taranaki of course um, just with the with the way that the Six Nations has played out, I think this was 2000 that Italy come in, Mike. How important has the Six Nations been to the development of the Italian team, especially competing against the Tier 1 sides? Yeah, m- massively. So in terms of context, I think we were around a player pool of 25,000 when um, we first joined the Six Nations. And as of this year, we're up to 100,000. So over a 20-year period, you know, quadrupling uh, participation rates and registered players uh, within Italy has been, um, you know, massive. Uh, I, I suppose, you know, there's a lot more uh, potential growth there because it's quite regionalised in Italy. It's basically confined to areas of the northeast and places like Rome. Um, so, you know, there's, there's potential to have a lot more. So, yeah, uh, the, the development in terms of getting that exposure to to the top teams and being able to to play, you know, some of the best teams in the world sort of year on year has definitely, definitely helped. Um, I suppose it's it's about sort of where where do we go from here, right? And um, I think that's sort of the the, the question on everyone's, uh, yeah, everyone's mind. Not only at international level too, you think Benetton and Zebri uh, are actually competing when they're playing in the pro 14 rugby competition. That'll be a genuine reason why they've had, they've got a genuine pathway that is helping them build confidence and being able to compete. Is there anything else that you can pinpoint to why you've had so much success lately? Yeah, for sure. So I think it all stems um, from the great work that was first put down by Conor O'Shea and, and Stephen Abood uh, with the under-20s development pathway. We, as a nation, were quite late to sort of you know, developing that infrastructure. So when it came to sort of 2017, um, when Connor sort of first took over, he he really sort of invested in that infrastructure. And we've seen quite decent results at age grade. We've beaten England, we've beaten Ireland, we've beaten um, France at age grade, we've beaten pretty much anyone um, in, in the top, in, in the Six Nations, excuse me, at um, age grade. So we started to see the World the, Cup. We did. We did. I, I think we expected a little bit more from from the World Cup, if I'm honest. And I think there was quite a lot of disappointed fans from that. But I think that that talent is now starting to filter through. We've now got, you know, development pathways um, to Zebra and 
Benetton, like you said. And that's sort of an area where traditionally we faltered a little bit because we haven't been in a position where we've got, you know, this fantastic homegrown talent coming through and getting them to transition to the, you know, the next level, you know, albeit URC or, or test level, that's, that's where we need to, um, need to maybe, you know, shine the spotlight on and, and try and focus on a little bit. My radio, Mike, let's get to the game. Okay. The, the all blacks, they named this side, um, I think it was three o'clock in the morning, our time, and have come out. We've been debating the selections all morning with uh, the great Izzy Dag. Where do you see, yeah. if any, a weakness in that All Black side, and how have you taken them so far and watching them play through the World Cup? Thing is, it, it's sort of irrelevant how how you guys start the World Cup because it's all it's all about how you end it. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those where you guys are. Uh, a big old beast it doesn't really matter which team you put out it's always going to be uh, a tough challenge um what i will say is you guys have been sort of kicking short behind the blitz quite a lot and in terms of the way we play we haven't um we, we haven't really exploited that kicking game at all we've been trying to run it from everywhere and i think that's probably which that's you know some of the reason behind um you guys picking maybe you know Bowden Barrett at, at fullback, for example, just to try and sort of utilise the, the boot more. Um, okay. I'm hoping, obviously, that we've looked at that and we've tried to adapt slightly as well. So, talk to me about this young kid, Ange Capuzzo, 24 <laughs> yeah. years of age. He is electric. Yeah. I would have hated to mark him, mate. Come through the seven system, yeah. am I right? And uh, he's a world beater at the moment. Yeah, he's he's a demon. Um, he's got he's got gold in his boots. Um, yeah, so interesting story with him. So he actually started um, his life as as a scrum half, and it was uh, the current Palmer coach actually uh, Rosselli, who um, he was the under twenties um, coach back in I think it was twenty eighteen when when Capuzzo was coming through, and he was like, mate, you should you should try fullback and. Obviously, um, there he is. He's doing his thing at fullback. But conceivably, um, with Martin Page, Rello, Varney um, and full score, because they play multiple positions, we could have four or five <laughs> scrum halves um, on the pitch at one time. Mate, uh, Mike, there's, yes. there's a little bit of a situation going on at the moment. I've come out and said, if Italy beat the All Blacks, I have to shave my head. Be honest. Yeah. How do you see this game unfolding? Um, go go start lavering up now, mate. Um, no, I I. am <laughs> doing it. Um, <laughs> um, I you know it's we have to be perfect. That's the truth, right? We have to be absolutely perfect. The game is won and lost by fine margins, an inch too high. We've seen sort of these red cards, these yellow cards. Um, you know, an inch too short. We've seen how we fought, how we faulted against um, Scotland. You know, we could have won that game and what happened, they turned the ball over, run the length of the field. And if you're a person who bases your opinion purely on score, you look at that inflated score and you're like, um, so if we're perfect and, you know, you guys aren't, and there's something that, that you know, changes the game, you know, then it's, it's anybody's game. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm a realist. I watch enough of you guys to to know that you know it's uh, it's going to be a really really tough ask for the boys. But as long as they can play attractive rugby, 
you know, make it as difficult as possible for you guys and take something away from, from this game because at the end of the day, we're the second youngest team in this in this World Cup and, you know, we'd be the youngest by a fine margin if it wasn't for some of those outliers, you know, players with experience that have come in. So, you know, if we can take something away to the Six Nations, next cycle's looking good. We've got the under-20s coming through. We've got the academy system finally sort of set up and firing. Um that's a big win for us. So that's that's sort of how I see it. If the boys manage to to make it messy for you guys, then all the better for us. Thanks to Victor on guest. We're talking to Mike Petretta, the host of the Fratelli Rugby Italian Rugby podcast. Mike, our mate yeah. uh, who's your coach, Kieran Crowley from Taranaki, he's come out and said the All Blacks are going to come out and bully and intimidate um, this Italian side. You haven't beaten them in 15 attempts. Is that how you see the game play out? Yeah, I mean... And any other, any other way would be sort of uh, a lie, right? So yeah, you guys are going to physically try to impose yourselves. You're going to try and play a game, and it's up to the boys to to try and not bend to your will and and, and try and play theirs. So yeah, you know, it, if if we're going on past um, past performances, then yeah. But these players haven't played this New Zealand, right? A lot of these are young players, never faced New Zealand before, and they they really shouldn't be burdened with. You know the results of the past right now we're looking at this team as like a, a fresh brand new italy um some of them played you guys two years ago some of them haven't and you know that's that's how it should be looked at so it's 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 one nil for a for a lot of these players for you guys montana Ioani, if he gets any space and opens air he is absolutely devastating so i know the all backs will be weary of the outside backs that Italy have to pose at the moment. But for the World Cup as, as a whole, obviously, I've come out on at the start of the show and I spoke about France. They obviously did set favourites alongside Ireland. But Antoine Dupont, mate, do, do you feel like he can recover from that facial fracture and actually be a part of this World Cup again? And if not, I think they're going to capitulate. <sighs> mate, that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Um He's he's going to come out like Bionic Man. I reckon they've probably spent you know a good few million trying to get him get him on track in time. So um, yeah, mate, uh, Bionic it's, Man. It's, it's a t- that's it. That's it. Um, yes, he is he is sensational, isn't he? He's he's an absolute world beater, and he's a massive loss uh, to them. I will say this. Um, I reckon I reckon they'll yeah he'll be there for the quarters. I I, I genuinely think. They, they put them under surgery, I think, the same day, the same night, excuse me. Jeez, like they're, they're doing everything in their power. And, you know, he might, he might have a funky face mask, but I think he'll be there, mate. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and uh, previewing that game when Italy take on the All Blacks this weekend. It's going to be an absolute doozy. I'm hearing 60,000 fans will be at that game, so it's going to be atmosphere through and through, something that France has put on throughout this World Cup. Mike? Patricia, host of Fratelli di Rugby, Italian Rugby podcast, mate. Uh, if you want to go and have a listen, head over to where you get all your podcasts and take a listen to Mike and the team. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks very much and all the best on the weekend. I say that sincerely. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, appreciate that. Thank you for having me on and uh, best of luck to you boys too. Awesome. There he is. Chatting Italy. Uh, are, are, you, are, hey, you, are you frightened? Are you frightened no, about not, this game or not? Or, or, like the TAB's come out and give them 30 points. All right, so the TAB, you have some faith in the bookies doing their, their homework. But, mate, they, they're a six-nation team and they turn over six-nation sides. And we know where the best well, footies right. played. Well, they can turn over any... 
well, you got to get. What do you mean by turnover? Well, do you mean like get a turnover at a breakdown, or do you mean like like beat them? flip, them, beat flip them over eighty minutes and and win games? Can you can you make sense? Flip what over? <laughs> the All Blacks. <laughs> do you think they can seriously flip the All Blacks over, or are you just that confident? No. Are you thirty point confident like the TAB? Uh, what did I pick yesterday? Forty to ten. Yeah, I'm. I'm thirty points. Thirty yep. points. Okay. Yeah, I think it could be Stick more. Stick next to your phone. Could be more. Stick next to your phone on Saturday morning. I will. I'll be. I'll be talking about it with with Sky Sport, and I'll be previewing it. And if if it, if it happens, Kippy, you won't see me post match. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm out. And I won't be here next week, mate. You'll be doing the show by yourself. <laughs> no, I'm a man of my word. If if they lose, I will shave my head. Um, but mate, how good is it to see? You can see what what's happening in the north. Rugby is absolutely Flying. thriving over there. It is absolutely flying, and you're seeing the repercussion. Oh, the, you're seeing the reasons why Italy is so good. They're competitive at a club level. They've got pathways. The numbers are starting to rise. Twenty thousand to a hundred thousand participants in the game of rugby in twenty years, and now they're starting to compete. You you think back only six? I think it was six years ago. They were on the brink of being shafted from the Six Nations mm. because it was just so horrible. They were getting pumped by every team 60-0. Now they're nearly beating teams. Now they're nearly being a part of teams. It is, uh, it is awesome. It how, is absolutely how does that awesome. Dove, how does that dovetail in that conversation we've been having all week about rugby needing to change down here? When you talk to someone like Mike Izzy and you being an ex-All Black, what do you think when you hear about how much it's growing and the game's growing and that their, their football is now – Probably at a at a at a different spot than it was twenty years ago. Well, it just shows that that grassroots level is absolutely thriving. You know, like when you're seeing a hundred thousand participants wanting to play the game of rugby because they've got a genuine connection from the community to the to the people. Um, I think that's where it started. That's where they're getting it right in the north. You know, they, they've got a brand of rugby that people love and support, and the passion. They got population as well, and the market that that tends to help a lot. But they've got the connection back to the community, to the top level. There's a genuine pathway, and I think that's where it starts. And I think that's where we're kind of lost at the moment. I, I from what I'm hearing out in the, in the in the public is people don't feel like they're a part of this this team, this union. You know, whereas the Warriors fans feel like that is their team. And at the moment, I I can say it. There's probably none of that at the moment. So, anyway, Kempe, you disrupted my little <laughs> moment. Okay, because that was brought to you by Vector on Gas. Discover the convenience of Vector on Gas quick, safe, 9kg bottle swaps available nationwide at trusted retailers. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring. It's Tradies Hour warm-up this morning with a hell of a coffee starting at $4.50 at your local night and day. Think as he knocked it on the head, we don't feel a part of the AB's team anymore because of all that secret scroll BS that has gone on at NZRFU. There and the obvious divide they created with the coach. Be honest and accountable with like the WAS. That is from Horse. Appreciate the passion coming through Horse and Israel shaving his head. Be the first haircut since he founded Identity, Scruffy Bugger. <laughs> Uncle, are you taking jam in the Kempe's kicker? Because I'm all over the top four at $2. Oh, 100%. Especially if the rain comes um, and he's carrying 59. He loses a couple of kilos on his uh, on his previous races. I think he's right in the mix um, if we do get that, that weather. 
is he? So, mate, good field. Very yeah. good field. Legato, sharp and smart. Um, very, very hard to beat Mustang Valley. Kempi, you've had a couple of opportunities to have a horse run in the group one. What's it like, bro? Are you building up to it, the, the nerves? Like, oh, even my just normal race that Pungal had, had a jump in, I was absolutely packing. Yeah, no, it's like it's a good feeling, um, you know, with mm. with a couple of horses had in Group Ones. Um, just ask me, of course, uh, the next one, the Livermore, ran second in that last year to Mustang Valley. So, uh, mate, it's a it's a it's a good weekend. I'm, I was actually surprised that um, our boy was nominated for um, the Arrowfield. I thought he would have been just going down to the Livermore, but uh, it's probably. The last time we look at him racing, to be honest, is he? The next two group ones, and that's probably our boy done because he just gets what he's waited out of all the winter racing now. Uh, so, if the weather comes, I think he's a good chance, Brett. I think that's a, a decent um, option at uh, top four. What's that, 270? Should I, should I get the stable ready? You should stay off it. No, no, I mean my stable at home. Should I get it ready? Nice <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how we're going. That's obviously a, a team meeting at the end of, uh, I think the Livermore, mate, we'll have a chat and um, mm. this, just decide where, uh, just ask me, uh, young Ned goes, uh, old Ned goes, and of course, young Jed, uh, Mr. Didgeridoo's his half-brother, he's hopefully going to fill a spot. Oh, awesome. Kempi, could I ride, Jam? Well, yeah, you probably could if you keep getting down and... 62 kilos, you're not far off. <laughs> we'll shave your hair <laughs> off you halfway okay. there. <laughs> All right. Oh, I shouldn't have walked you into that one. Absolute idiot, Israel. Uh, Lammy, he said if if Italy win, he'll run around the great stadium naked. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. And I have seen that. And I'm, that's what I was saying. Like, those bets that you make, like, be very careful. Flip over Six Nations teams, here's another one. When and how often? Pull the other one, Kempe. Well, I'll tell you when and how often. 13 times they've won at Six Nations. They've beaten Wales three times, Ireland four times, France three times, and Scotland eight times. And if you go on the Wales one, which was only last year, 21-22 they won, Wales has come out in tong- Tonga. So if you think this Italy team's going to lie down and make it easy uh, for that texter, mate, yeah, I don't know. I think they'll they'll have a decent crack. I don't think they beat the All Blacks. I think the All Blacks are, are going to oh, be way you. too good. There you go, Kippy. Now you're talking sense. Come on, Kippy. It took you an <laughs> hour and a half. Come on, man. Stop winding me up. You love doing that. Anyway, we'll shoot off. We'll come back. We've got some headlines. And uh, we also got off the back fence. We'll see what Tony Kemp has to say today. Before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together, shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Auntie Aroha, for the news. You are listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Kez in for Ricardo. Izzy, talk to me. You just sound so different off here. Like, you sound <laughs> what is that totally mean? different. <laughs> totally, you, see, uh, like, okay. when, you're, when you're talking to me, when the, we're not broadcasting live on air, you're so different. And then you come in and you just. Like, I love it. I love it. Because uh, I remember on Monday, you gave Kempi this, you stood up and you were like, Kez, who's this? Who's like, that guy? This is how I've been talking to you for the last no, you three don't. years uh, about career. No, 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 no. i got to agree with this, brother. What do you mean? Do I put, on, do you I got, put something you got on? JC's voice when you come on, mate. you got the newsreader's voice. Hi, I'm Andy Aroha. Thank you very much for the news. Uh, this is the news update from Kez. And then you go back to West Auckland. Like you're West Auckland off mic. 
Okay. And then okay. you come in and you're, you're Paul Holmes, the great late okay. Paul Holmes. I love it. Well, I'll just say, I think, yeah, I think you're the worst person to give me that reference, Dagger, <laughs> uh, from, hearing, from hearing Israel Dag on Sky to hearing, to hearing the Dagger off air. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a quick switch. All right. Uh, I don't know how to read these bulletins now. Should I do it like a newsreader or, or should I just do, do it? Do you like. Do Kennards make trade easy? Ken Oath they do. Nah, of course not, boys. Do Kennards make trade easy? Ken Oath they do. Uh, you've thrown me right off there, but I'll tell you, a team that is thrown off is Aston Villa in the English Premier League. Six games in, I don't think I've ever seen something quite like this. The players have complained about their kits. Is he? Now, if, you, if you've been tuning in, to, in any EPL action uh, this year, get to EPL in your ear canal. Uh, shout out to my good mate Rick. Hope you're enjoying the school holidays, mate. Sweaty shirts. Hey, <laughs> eh? ten, minutes, 10 minutes into uh, the last six EPL games for Aston Villa. Come the 10-minute mark, they looked like they've all jumped in a pool simultaneously and, and come out. It's it's such a strange phenomenon that's taking place in the EPL right now. Players are almost too scared to hot? mark. No. So there's something going on with their kits, which uh, it gives them a tight... Some players originally complained about the kits being too tight. But the question is, where is all this water coming from? Because a lot of these Premier League players, we know how fit you have to be to, to play in the, uh, the top football league in the world. So after 10 minutes, why are these guys drenched? And it, it, it gets a bit deeper because uh, their brand, their manufacturer is Castore. And Castore has about three, what is that, so six different teams in the EPL that are sponsored by Castore. But none of them are having this issue. So my question to you, Izzy and Kempe. Is it rigged? <laughs> no, it's not, not is it rigged. <laughs> Has there ever been an all-black jersey, a Crusader jersey, or even when you were playing uh, overseas, was there one jersey? Because I know you didn't pull your socks up, Izzy, because they were too tight on your calf. But have you boys ever had any <laughs> kit issues? What calves? Man, you <laughs> don't start. They all got toy silver calves. Um... Yeah, yeah, mate. Like plenty of the All Blacks jerseys, you needed three people to, to put it on, put it off. They were that tight. They were that tight. And if you had a bad off-season, man, your hips were swinging. <laughs> like, so they were, yeah. So the jerseys for the All Blacks and Adidas, they're super tight. You actually need people to help you put them on and off. Steve Henson walking around and he gives you a little hand to pull it on. So uh, that was the only thing, but they were pretty good. They breathed and... Mate, it's crazy the amount of technology that goes into these jerseys. Like, you, you go on a 3D mould and computer and it just moulds to your body and obviously the ventilation to be able to sweat and, like, they've got all this compression around it to, to help your muscles move in a, in a positive way. Like, the, the technology that goes into actually jerseys, boots, is absolutely mind-blowing. It's crazy. I had a rugby boot that was moulded exactly to my foot. Because everyone's foot is, is different, so they do a, a 3D mould, they make your boot, and um, yeah, it was your boot. How hard yeah, was that, that boot to get foot. on? If it's moulded exactly to your foot, I can't imagine it would be a slip-on, slip-off. It wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. The jerseys were difficult, uh, because the body shape changes a hell of a lot. The foot stays the same. Jeez, I get claustrophobic. 
Anyway, boys, it's uh, 7.37, and uh, I can't believe I've avoided this for an hour and a half, the Silver Ferns. Uh, game two of, yeah, my the, of, been waiting for this. of Tiny Jamison. Uh, the Ferns managed to get up 57-36. Now, I was watching this game last night, and it wasn't without uh, the, uh, I'm going to say, reoccurring Silver Ferns scare that we get, boys. Uh, 17-7 to the Silver Ferns at the end of the first quarter. England came out firing in the second and won it. 16-10, and that's where I was starting to think, oh, we're sort of going back to our old mistakes that we've been making across the last four weeks. But no, Dame Noel, she uh, stuck true to the seven that were out there on court. No subs last night whatsoever. But, uh, boys, the main story was Amelia Wormsley. Now, Dagger, I don't know if you remember a few days ago, I, I talked yep. to you boys about yep. Amelia Wormsley being involved in the Silver Ferns camp. I did not think that, that she would actually get on court during the series. Uh, I thought if, if there was a series to be a part of, it would be this one. But uh, Amelia Wormsley, at only 19 years of age, played a full four-quarter game against England, managing to put up 88%, 36 uh, from 41. And I just think... That has removed the pressure of not having a Grace Wiki. Yes, Amelia Wormsley uh, isn't uh, at that Grace Wiki level, but she's only 19. And and I remember when Grace was 19, and, and just for reference, only two years ago, Grace Wiki was, was in the same boat as Amelia Wormsley. I, I, think, I, it's think, I think Amelia Wormsley's tougher than Grace. After watching Grace play when she came in, and watching Amelia Wormsley last night, I think she's really tough because they tried to bully her last night. She hit the deck quite a few times for debut, eh? and, that, and that's always expected against uh, any international defence. But she did stand her ground, Kempe. Yeah, bang on there. But I, what I think it did for the Silver Fern, especially for the mid-quarters, uh, Mila Rudy Buchanan was still a little bit too hesitant uh, for me, just letting that ball go into Amelia. But it, it, for me, almost just relieved that pressure of them not having grace in the circle. And, and I've always thought that was the problem with us going out in the World Cup with us losing the opener of the Tiny Jamison, I, I think it was a, a lack of Grace Wickey and we've gotten so used to just turning yeah. and throwing the ball up to her. I thought it would be an absolute no-brainer to, to start Amelia Wormsley and she starts, they start letting the ball go into her, you know, and she has a stellar debut. And it just takes the pressure off Amelia and Ekanasio, who also had a stunner of a night, 21 from 23. She was shooting at lights out from everywhere, Dagger, and we talked about the super shot. Uh, that, that's only in Suncorp netball where you can shoot uh, two-pointers. It's basically netball's three-point line. It, it sort of made me think we almost don't need it. Even Amelia Wormsley was taking the ball at the top of the key, turning and looking to have a shot, which, to be fair, is something that we don't even see Grace Wickey do. So, look, bright bright, bright future. You saw enough, for the Kez? Fans. You saw uh, enough I, I for, for adjusting I, no. and adapting to without... Grace? No, I, I don't think I did. I still think we're lacking a little bit of confidence. And you can almost sort of see frustration within the group that, that they're just not playing at the level that they want to. And, and, and I did say a few days ago, boys, and I never did get the chance to respond to this text, so I will hit it now. From Monday, I remember Richie texted in and said, well, Kez, if it's a confidence thing, isn't, isn't that a coach's job, i.e. Dame Knowles? And, and I have been slaughtered, uh, both in SENZ and on the double eight double three text machine, for backing Dame Knowles right to the end. But I think, I think the frustrations are on court, and I think everyone has an understanding of what they're to do, but either that's not working or they're, they're not able to live up to the expectations that, that Dame Knowles has put onto them. So, look, I, I'm, if, if you're asking me, is it time for a new Silver Ferns coach? I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dame Nolly and Total were decided either after Tiny Jamison or after this Constellation Cup that that was her last series and we just hit the reset button 
and move on. We've we've lost all our all our experienced internationals. Gina Crampton is taking another year off of sabbatical, and Tobias Selby Rickett may not return. You know, there's all these things that are up in the air for the Silver Ferns right now. Yep. So I just think let's just give them time. Let's just let them adjust to this brand new team. It's it's almost like replacing the All Blacks yeah, one through fifteen and expecting them to turn up and and be world champions again. So that's where I'll leave you with Silver Ferns boys. Hopefully you get a nice Love text it. from your sister there, Daggy, and do tradies deserve special treatment? Sorry, boys, hang on. Do tradies deserve special treatments at their local Kennards High Branch, Ken Oath Dagger? There he is, Kez Holmes. Appreciate it, my friend. You did an outstanding job, and my sister would have loved that. And I know everyone out there that supports netball and loves seeing the Silver Ferns get on the right end of the ledger. And, and I, I just touching on that, keep it, uh, Kez, you know, like we've had Grace, we've had this team together for a very long time, and you get stuck on your game plan and then playing to your strengths. Now they've had to adjust and adapt and change that strength. It's going to take time. Like you said, there's going to be new combination trying to build cohesion and confidence, and, you know, that, that's that sport. So you might have to go through a bit of a down patch it down period to get the success in the end. So I, I'm hearing what you're saying, mate. They took a lot of confidence out of last night's performance. So well done to Amelia Wormsley as well. Good to see her make her debut at such a young age. Coming up off the back fence with the one and only Tony Kemp. He's in one today. He is in one today, so this could go anywhere. Yes, you can call us anytime, 0800 150811, send a text to Timber Bed, bed Post, text machine, double eight double three night and day, get your tools and go there and get a hell of a coffee for just $4.50, grab one today. Fence with Tony Kemp. Well, boys, the Dally M was held last night and Sean Johnson didn't get it. I can't speak. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. What? Is that it? You had seven pieces of paper there and you had that on it. It's a, you're, a, you're a clown. One you're word clown. per page. He doesn't have his glasses on, Bigger. He's got to make oh. one word for I'll fill up a whole page. Kempi, there's been a lot of frustration coming through the text machine in regards to that. Like, people think he was... He was done. Like, he was, it, was, it, was, it was done. That's exactly that right. That was absolute... Off the back fence, is he? Goes at the NRL for the Dally M Awards, and they need to re, they need to reorganise um, it, redo it, sort it out. If it's going to be a Dally M Award, and it's going to be your most prestigious award of the year, and it goes to the most consistent player of the season, then get your calls right. Get your calls right. Yeah. You can't give it to a player that's mis- like I, I don't know how many games off the top of my head. Kind of, um, he played didn't... twenty games. Yeah, so he's games. missed half a dozen games and still still put Sean Johnson. You know, um, they've they've got this ruling around suspension, so you get you get suspended. Most it cost Nathan Cleary a couple of a uh, couple of years ago him the Dally M Award. Uh, I just I just think it's it's outdated. It needs to be rejigged uh, and. The one that really got me last night, and you know, I called Sean last year when he wasn't going well that he probably should have hung up the boots. I'm calling it this year. He's been robbed, absolutely been robbed of the Dallium Award uh, in 2023. And when I watched Kalen Ponga get that award, I think Kalen Ponga knows because mm. he leant on Sean Johnson's shoulder as to say, "Hey, oh, man, I'm really sorry. You should be getting yeah. this award." And of course, you had all the best. Um, Ex-players, the the goat himself, Cam Smith, come out and say, "I oh, make Sean Johnson gets it." Mm. 
I totally agree, Kimpy. And I was watching um, Sean Johnson's, you know, facials, his emotion, and he handled it like a champ. Let's be honest. He was always going to handle it like a champ, but you can see deep down he was absolutely gutted. When you're five points ahead and then bang, Braith and Asta announces the winner and they knew it was coming. It's a hell of a fairy tale, the, the perfect way for the NRL to con- control the narrative. They do that. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Kalen. I think he's been, been outstanding. But if I put Kalen and Reese Walsh together, I think Reese Walsh has been a better player than No, Kalen. I think Reese Walsh is a fullback of the year. He's, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Kalen's so had, it's, had it's a good correct. year, but Reese Walsh has been the fullback of the year. It is. It's like, are you going to seriously take it seriously? Like, hell no. Mm. Yeah, we're not having a sulky. But we are passionate about our team, and uh, and I think SJ for lot what you said, Kimpy last year, like everyone was saying, you know, banging the banging the the table down to say that he should retire, and to be able to come back and and, re- and redeem himself and find some form and the love and passion, and and just look so sorted in life to have a, a year like that. I thoroughly think he deserved uh, that that seventh position. I thought Webby wouldn't have got coach of the year, so mm. they've absolutely ruined us. We got no idea. Hey, anyway, keep those messages coming through. There's a heap of them as well. And after this, we've got to chat to Graham from Crosshews just quickly before we get off into our next hour. So stay tuned for that. 0800-150-811 is our phone line. And Graham from Crosshews wants to talk all black selections. Graham, good morning to you. <coughs> good to talk to you both again. Yeah, just quickly on Johnson. Yeah, I agree with you about Sean Johnson, uh, by the way. I thought he should have got the Delhi in. But on to the... Um, the All Blacks, yeah, another uninspired selection. Um, you know, Ethan Blackhead has been flying over there. I thought this was a the sort of game that he should play in because I think Uruguay next week, you know, he's the type of player that steps up big time and likes the big hits and they haven't taken advantage of him being there. And, and once again, the predictable selections of no Will Jordan mm-hmm. at fullback and Lester Whakanuku not even on the bench. Uh there's a few others too, but I mean, Roygaard, I'm pleased about him solidifying his position in the 23, but those other ones, I, they really need to change direction before, ahead of the quarter final in, in a couple of weeks' time, and that, by and large, apart from Cam Roygaard, hasn't happened. So yeah. that's just my take on it. No, I agree, mate, and I think the whole of New Zealand agrees with you too, mate. There's, uh, there's some questionable... Uh, selections that have been put out there, but no surprises really in terms of that. So thanks very much, Graham. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We've got Paul Fatawera coming up on the show, and just on that, Walsh got suspended for three weeks, so couldn't get any awards. Yeah, we know that. We know he got suspended, and, and suspension plays a big part. But uh, I just think he's been better fullback, particularly uh, than, than Kalen throughout the year. But um, look, there might be time for a change. Whether the NRL will listen, Kempi, probably not. Um, they, they they stick through and <laughs> there's not much. Uh, they don't really listen too much anyway. Uh, Paul Foster winner coming up, and then we've got Kempi's kicker decider. We'll announce that later on, and we've got a heap of messages in terms of the All Blacks set. We'll do our best to get through. But if you want to be a part of Kempi's kicker, you still have time to send through your options. We have a fifty dollar bonus bet. Kempi and myself will pick one of those, and uh, you can be a part of that. And if it wins, well, the money comes through right to you. So stay tuned. Big arrow here. Kempi, he's on one. SJ, robbed. What do you think? SJ, robbed. Webster, well done. We didn't pick Webby. I picked SJ, so we had no idea. Anyway, whoever knows. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, shaping and building New Zealand.
Yes, welcome back. Is he Kippy for breakfast after 8 o'clock? And I'm up and about because we have some exciting news. Hey, Pac-Man. Yeah, you know what happened. At the start of the year, we did an NRL competition. Well, we got the results. We got the results. And Kempi. Kempi, Kempi, Kempi. Unlucky, brother. Cut it out. But Daggy, Daggy took out the competition. You got smashed. You got smashed. No, I did. I, no, I didn't. I took it out. Look, I won by 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't. Trying to say 20 points. You were getting towed up by 20 points. No, no, I won. I won by 20 points. Anyway, that's enough of that. We'll move on. We'll go for, for who we got next. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, you guys, you guys, you, I think I'm going to have a chat to Captain K just just in a minute. But we'll um, we'll get back to that shortly. But yesterday, I had a really good chat to a good mate of mine. Because in 2003, we went to the preliminary semi-final. We were one game away from that uh, GF again, and who do we come up with? But the great Penrith Panthers. And uh, Paulie Fatiota, he's a legend in himself. He joined me tomorrow. Paulie, could you be out quick? What do you mean today, Mr. I'm going well, thank you, and it's always awesome to catch up with you, my good friend. How are you? Yeah, Katie Pai, Katie Pai, Tino Order, Taku Order, Nine Eight. Bro, thanks a lot for for joining us this morning. It's it's a fantastic week, uh, Grand Final week, and. He being a old Penrith boy, um, old boy from Penrith, it it must be pretty exciting to see that uh, over the last what four years now they they're heading to the grand final again to try and get the triple. I'm Marika. once again. How how good is that? And it's I think the last team that won three straight or three P was the Parramatta Eels in the early eighties, and considering. The time that we're in now and how competitive the NRL teams to, to make the grand final four times in a row is extremely uh, overwhelming. And how good are the Panthers going at the moment? And they're looking at potentially doing it again. But in saying that, the Broncos are on fire and I'm extremely excited for a great game this week. Yeah, it's going to it's well, it's going to be a, good, a great game. And you look at those two teams, they're... Uh, definitely a step above everyone else, mate. Let me just take you back to 2003, so we can give the listeners a little bit of a an insight into actually how difficult it is not to to go and win a grand final, but to go to it four times. Like, how tough was it? You know, what what do you remember back then in that major preliminary final, and then going into the grand final in 2003? It was a long time ago, 20 years, <laughs> different hairstyles uh, <laughs> from then to now. But looking back, uh, it was. An exciting week. It was a week of and enjoying the moments, but not getting getting overwhelmed by the occasion because eyes are all on you. And we knew we had a a tough team. Obviously, the Warriors and you were on the coaching staff at that time, and pretty much it was just doing our job and and having full confidence on our game plan. And the Panthers, we didn't really we didn't do anything exciting. We just had big boys. We just went forward. And, and pretty much uh, let Preston Campbell, Ryan Gertler, uh play off their natural instinct. So we had a basic game plan, but the most important game plan was to make your tackles. Uh, as the Warriors, as you know, your team, you had firepower all over uh, the park. And to be honest, you were favourites uh, that game. It was a great game, and, and fortunately uh, we won. And we were able to go into the grand final against the Roosters the following week. 
Yeah, and get that and get that one done. The grand final, mate. Like, so, what what is, what is grand final week like, Paulie? You know, you've got the Dallyams tonight. Um, there's obviously the breakfast. You've got all the the open training sessions. What from a player's perspective, how hard is it to stay focused on what the what the main cope upper is, which is to go out there and win a grand final? It's hard, and you have to control what you can control. But I'm saying that too. You don't want to. Uh, miss out on on these nice nice uh, things that are happening. You, you've got to keep you've got to stick to, to to doing the right things and preparing the best that you can and controlling what you can control because the eyes are all on you. So it's no, it's it's it's, it's a different week, <laughs> and you, you need to get your rest and make sure that you you focus on what the task. It needs to be done at hand and, and not be overwhelmed by the outside noise because there is a lot of noise. Because that too, you want to enjoy enjoy it as well. So it's finding that balance, getting the right rest, and not playing the game uh, ahead of time and, and making sure you, you really focus on the moment and do the right things uh, at the right time. And the preparation is the key. Yeah, and that, and that's right. And and when you're looking at this Penrith side, so does that put the the current Penrith team in front as far as the start of the the NRL GF because of their um, previous visits over the last three years, Paulie? Do you think? Oh, one hundred percent. I agree. This, this is this is a, a quality side, and they've proven that four times in a row. So potentially could win their their three. Three straight, so oh, in my opinion, uh, I think they are the, well, I don't want to say it, there's still a game to play this Sunday, but at the moment, I, I believe they are probably the best thing side it has been. And it's hard it's, it's hard to win it. Winning it again is even harder, but going three times, if they can do it, that is truly amazing. Yeah, it's been... Can they do it? Yes, they can. It's been decades since a team has done it. Parramatta is the last team that done it with a great Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, uh, and Steve Price. So, we, so when you're when you're looking at it, what is it about Penrith, Paulie? You know, like in 2003, you're there, you know, under Lange, and you guys go to the grand final and win it. And, um, and then over the years, you see this, I guess, this ball start rolling, and our Pacifica brothers out there start to believe in the Penrith way. And now they've gone to the grand final four times. What is it about that Penrith area? What is it about recruitment? What is it about a player wanting to play for Penrith? Well, they're definitely uh, doing a lot of things right, and uh, I believe it starts with uh, the juniors coming up through the grades. Penrith is the biggest district uh, rugby league community, so they've got the players. Uh, you mentioned Pacifica, um, Māori, and Indigenous. We have a strong stakeholder in the company now, because at least 50 to 60% of Pacifica, Māori, and Indigenous. Hmm. Playing uh, the greatest game of all rugby league, uh, and they're just getting it right. They you look at the the Penrith side. A lot of the players have come up through the juniors. They've they've felt the passion within the community, and obviously they've got a great coach in Ivan. They've got a great setup, sense of excellence, and the beautiful training facilities. And I've had past history of of winning, so they know what it feels like. And and obviously they're looking out for themselves. The game today is so demanding. Let's be honest here. 2003 uh, to 20, 
23s are pure athletes, every single one of them. Training is different. There's more of a scientific approach now. I was like a 90 centre, 90 kilo centre. Look at look at our centres now. They're 100 <laughs> kilo plus and can run 11 seconds flat. It's it's just a different ball game these days. It's it's uh, definitely the speed, the physicality is is, a, is, a, is definitely a higher standard. But in saying that, the 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 mindset of the players is, is you know, they're, they're getting looked after now. Mm. On and off the field, whereas back in our day, it was really just, uh, yeah, things are done, things are all over the park, things are in off the park, things are done better. Yeah, oh, and I hear, and we'll talk a little bit about that at the back end of this uh, of this court at all. So, so when you look at 2003 and you're talking about the strength and the athlete, you know, so the athlete, I totally agree with you. This, this athlete today is... You know he's an absolute um, athlete in the in the fullest sense. You know training, strength, speed, all that sort of stuff. So when you're comparing the current Penrith team as far as their strengths go, when you're watching the game, Paulie, what's what is Penrith's main strengths? They 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 don't make too many mistakes. <laughs> they they've played they've. I've been in battle so long now, especially on these big occasions, that everyone knows their job. They play at speed, and they pretty much will go hammer and tongs into the opposition team, make a mistake, and then they'll jump on that. Mm. Uh, they, you know, look at look at the full pack. You know, look at our Kiwi brother James Fisher Harris and Moses Liotta. They, they all they do is go four, play hard, play tough, and they always give it one hundred percent. And it's a tough full pack, and they're leading the way. It's they just do every they do all the simple things well. Yeah, and that's probably the biggest problem that Brisbane have, don't they? Because this Brisbane side, what do you make of them? Are you surprised that they're in the grand final? And and just on what you've said, uh, they give up a lot of errors. What do you think Penrith will do to them if they do keep handing that ball back to them? Yeah, I, I believe the teams that are in the grand final deserve to be there. The Broncos. Have have had an outstanding season as well, and you're right. There is a lot of mistakes uh, within the Broncos team. But the great thing about the Broncos, they can score from anywhere, and it's all about taking risks. And that's what I love about uh, Reese Walsh. He's had a fantastic season. What a great young player he is. And a loss to the Warriors, but he's doing great things. And anything can happen. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to throw the ball or, or take on the line himself. Uh, they can score from anywhere, and that's, that's something that is needed to, to beat Penrith because you can't just play, uh, what do you call it, you just can't play set-by-set with the Panthers because they'll outplay you. You've got to you play some outlet football, you've got to take some risks, but just cutting down those to not making too many mistakes that will cost you. Yeah, they'll, they'll make you pay all right. Hey, Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's go back to just a, a little bit here. Rewind and talk a, a little bit about your day, my day, and the current player. Like when you when you when you mention because this is really interesting. This caught it all around our listeners. Like as far as what they when you say they get everything today, just give us a uh, insight into what twenty years look like compared to twenty twenty three. Oh, I can tell you firsthand. Well, back in our day, especially your day, Tony, because you're the one who you're the first Māori uh, leaders to go up there 
to play first grade. It was only probably a handful, to be honest, below 10 players of that in, in your time, uh, Tony. So you've got to have respect for, for, for you leading the platform for, for the next generation, which was myself. I think, uh, well, they're getting paid more, which is great. I, I love mm. that the players are getting paid extremely well because for me, the NRL fans were not real long. You're only in there for a short amount of time. I know in our time, you were paid on actually doing the job. Whereas now you're paid on potential. You, you'll get a first grader. You get a, a young rookie coming in, having a beautiful contract. He hasn't improved himself yet. So that's the difference between our time and the time now. And also there, off the field, you have financial advisors. You have people who can take care of you better than what it was back in my day. I know it took me six years to play first grade before I, I got a, a nice contract. And, and what did I do as a young 23-year-old? I went and bought a, a BMW, which was probably not the wisest investment <laughs> <laughs> at that time. I was all about the looks and, and, and trying to be cool. Whereas now there is advice on players to, to make sure that you, you take, take care of your finances because, like I said before, the NRL fans are not a real... Long. And you look at training, we used to run One Tree Hill, I'm sure you did too, just because it was a head noise training, but now everything is calculated with training, their recovery is on point, it's more game specific, and uh, yeah, like like anything, the game's evolved tremendously, and, and like I said earlier, a pure athlete, you've got speed to burn, uh, it's just overwhelming, and you can just see the talent now. Yeah, uh, every game's a competitive game. You, the, anyone can be anybody. You know? That's why I believe the NRL is probably the greatest and closest competition in the world today. Yeah, and and look, I, I believe uh, believe you hundred percent. I I don't know where the athletes going to in the future. If this is only twenty years and what they look like now, man, who knows what they're going to look like in another twenty years? You talk about the physicality of it all and the and the and the looking after it, the the creation of wealth. What about the mental state, Paulie? Because I know that's really close to your heart. Um, you know, we we didn't really know about anxiety and depression and all that stuff back then. Yet over the years, and now we get to the social media type. Um, uh, world that we live in, what what is the impact of mental health um, and what's it having on the NRL players, in your in your opinion? Times have changed, and now you've got to add the social media content in, and and it seems like now any, anyone can have these say, whether online, whether you're going to abuse a player or... So it is, it's, it's definitely different times, and we've got to learn to adapt, but also understand that they are only young men from, from you know, they're leaving home from 17, 18, trying to find their own way. They're still young men and they need their support, but also be able to get the right education to to, to look after themselves, whether online or offer it and do the right things away from uh, the football field. The NRA has invested a lot of putia into employing a full-time education and well-being manager at each uh, club and and having been a part of that seven years ago with the West Tigers found that the player needs other passions outside of the game because if they're just thinking 24-7 football they're going to get burnt out Mm. so it's all about trying to prepare the athlete for life after football for the young rookies even giving them a part-time job 
that will keep them humble and, and keep them grateful. Because as I did too, as a young dollar athlete, I, I lost my way there a little bit and put off two for shoes. And I think the majority of the players do go through that uh, during their careers. Uh, so it's, it's all about educating the players, and they have that now. I'm not making no excuses when you are a first-grade player, and no matter what sport you play, you have a responsibility, and that is to conduct yourself the best you can. But again, they're young. They made mistakes. I know I made a lot of mistakes, Tony. If, if you found out half of them, I probably wouldn't be on the phone with you now, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I, look, I think we all we all know where we're going um, as far as how tough it is to be a, a professional athlete. And, Paulie, look, I thank you for, for sharing with us because you've just basically taken – our listeners on a journey from day one as turning into a professional to an old, old um, player looking back at the current crop, giving them advice. Um, I just I, I brought that last question up because uh, Adam Pompey got a an absolute um, hammering in the social media about missing three kicks on the weekend, and I just think that's just so unfair um, when you when you're playing in that game. It never happened in our day. Well, definitely not in mine because we never had phones, but. Uh, it's just a, a great understanding that you've given us about, you know, they're still young men, they, they need support rather than to be um, berated all the time. Mate, just getting back to this game on the weekend, obviously we've got lots of Kiwis in the game. Um, we've got, you know, if you look at Brisbane, there's Jordan Riki out there, Reese Walsh, um, you've got the Penrith boys, of course, we've got three in the forward pack with, uh, I think is that, that's how they normally win it, Leota, Fisher-Harris, uh, Sorensen uh, out the back there. Um what do you what do you think it means now when you're looking at the NRL and our Kiwi kids are watching it and they can actually identify with Kiwis within the grand final teams? It's beautiful, Tony. It, it helps youngsters believe and dream. In my time watching you, Tony, and Tauranga, Nico, Matt Rua, and playing in grand finals at a young age, it made me dream and say, "Hey, I've got two two brothers that are the same colour from the similar background, hey, I can do it too. So having more Pacifica, Brown, Brothers Māori in there, I, I think it's, it helps uh, others uh, dream as well. And, you know, you mentioned Jordan Ricky, what a, what a, he's only 23 years of age, Raglan born uh, from Christchurch, and now he's playing in the biggest game of the year. I think it's so awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic game. Action-packed. A lot of Kiwis involved. How good is that? Yeah. And what? And your prediction, mate, just before I let you go? Panthers, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, uh, how much? Blood, and tears for the club. I think it'll be a close uh, match. Uh, I'll go, I'm going to have a guess here, 18, 18 to 6. There you go. 18 to 6. There you go. Let's which put that actually, one. Which I, I did it accidentally. That's the same score as the Roosters, I think it was, in 2003. Oh, there, years ago. there you go, Omens. <laughs> Omens on twenty years. It's all. It's an all balanced pocket. Korero kiakui itatanai. Emihi kiakui moto korero. Thanks a lot, Paulie, for chatting with us this morning on Izzy and Kimpi for breakfast. You go well, mate. You enjoy the Panthers from the bottom of the Blue Mountains, and uh, yep, their favourites. I think they're dollar sixty three at the TAB, um, and I'll be just back in that score. I think that's a good score, actually. Eighteen six. Thanks a lot, mate. You're welcome. Thank you, Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. 
This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Yeah, great, great to catch up with for Paul Fatawera there, Kempe. And I'm just going through that 2003 Penrith Panthers team. And I, I'm going through, I'm going, wow, there's no surprise to they won that grand final. Reese Wesser. Oh, I used to love watching Reese Wesser at the back, run around. He was so, so good to watch. And Luke Lewis, Ryan Girdler, Paul Fatawera, and Luke Rooney. I actually played with Luke Rooney. He came over and had a crack at Rugby Union, and he mm. played for Hawks Bay Magpies. And I uh, kept reliving that moment in the GF when Luke Rooney uh, had, a, had a stellar performance. Preston Campbell, Craig Gower. You got um, Luke Prudis, you got Martin Lang, Joe Nullivelle, you got uh, Tony Pulitua, Scotty Sattler. What a team. What a team, yeah. And Fats, uh, their 20-year reunion um, talks about that 2003 win and, and what it took and that's the difference between now and then. I, look, I really like the conversation that he said about Penrith and the way that they're developing all their juniors, their locals, and they getting them, you know, to want to play for Penrith. Um, something hopefully the Warriors continue to do over here through their pathways. Uh, but, yeah, like, and, and and really interesting, you know, like 2003 it was Penrith that stopped us from making another grand final and here they are headed down to their fourth grand final and, and potentially their third one. Beautiful. Thanks, Kempi. And great get, mate. Great to catch up with Paul Fatawira. That was our more than an athlete. And uh, you're listening to Izzy Kempi for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Plenty more coming up. Yes, welcome back. Uh, we've got a ton of messages we'll get through shortly. We'll announce Kempi Kickers winner or winners to be a part of that. Hopefully winners in the end. Well, you'll be a part of it. And I've got mine selected and uh, Kempi's got his as well. We'll announce that soon. But before then... We're going to bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today with the one and only Paulie Mawate. How you doing, Paulie? Good morning to you, brother. Yeah, morning, Izzy. Morning, boys. Yeah, going well here. Uh, slightly overcast, but uh, looking forward to a, a big, big weekend of sport. Big weekend of sport and a big weekend of racing as well, brother. Um, but last night there were some big awards. Fair Reflection. At the Dallium Awards, or do you think SJ was robbed? Yeah, uh, 100%. Oh, I think Jared Sutton was must have been judging the awards last <laughs> night because uh, <laughs> that, that was a blatant forward pass, fair dinkum, last night. There's no, how does Sean Johnson not at least have a share of the Dallium fair? That's just crazy. Was there a book on the on the Dallium, uh, Paulie? No, no, no book on the Dallium. Yeah, okay. And what what about uh, going into the NRL final this week with, um, I think it was two Panthers and four Broncos got named um, or somewhere around that type of number. What what are, you, what are you shaping up with the with the bets this weekend? Where's all that money actually going? As, as he thinks Penrith are home, but do Brisbane, does anyone give Brisbane a chance? Oh, no, certainly. Yeah, yeah. So in the head-to-head book where the Panthers are $1.63, the Broncos two we have had around just over 60% of turnovers on the Panthers. So the Broncos aren't without their fans. Uh, there has been money uh, come for the Brisbane Broncos, who are $2.23. Um, there are a number of boosted odds markets as well on there that punters are getting stuck into. The most popular one so far is all about Brian To'o, um, 
him being an anytime try scorer and Penrith winning 1 to 12, boosted from 550 out to 6, that has been the most popular boosted odds uh, market on the NRL grand final so far. But I think I found one for you boys. I'm just having a look. Look, these two teams have played twice this year. They played back in round one. The Broncos won that game 13 12. Uh, and then later on in the year, up in uh, Brisbane, uh, the Panthers won 15-4. So 13-12 and 15-4, it was a field goal in both of those matches. So if we just take a look at some of the power plays in the NRL Grand Final, a successful field goal in the match, it's paying $5. Um, I think that's worth a wee bit of a go. If you have a look at um, field goals, uh, during the season, Nathan Cleary uh, has kicked four one-point field goals and he's kicked a two-point field goal. And Adam Reynolds has also kicked a two-point field goal. So there's some field goal, um, I guess, form <laughs> yes, on both sides. So I, I really like the look of that um, successful field goal in the match at $5. And also um, Nathan Cleary to kick a 40-20 at $6.50. I think that's uh, worth a wee bit of stab. I, I think this match is going to be won first on defence and second on field position. Yeah. And I can I think that Cleary is going to be able to control this game behind a very, very good forward pack. And defensively, well, if you have a look at the two games that they played this season, what, they've had 25 points scored in one match and 19 points scored in the other match. So I think it's going to be one of those really, really sort of dour, um, defense, uh, defensively-minded grand finals with not too many points. So I really like the look of a successful field goal and or Cleary to kick a 40-20. Yep, five bucks for the field goal, six fifty for the 40-20. I don't know if the 40-20 will come in because Reese Walsh, he's lightning getting to that uh, ball poorly. The uh, All Blacks were named yesterday. Where's all the money going? Is it still third? They still getting thirty start? Uh, they are at the moment uh, thirty and a half. They they remain there. The Italians plus thirty and a half, a dollar eighty seven. All Blacks minus thirty and a half at a dollar eighty seven. And the winning team in margin, uh, no changes there. The most popular selection, uh, the All Blacks to win by thirteen and over at a dollar eleven, uh, is running through a whole lot of multis this weekend. Um, so with the team that they've named, uh, although the Italians shouldn't be pushovers, um, the, the All Blacks should be too good. And that's what the money's uh, telling us at the moment. Yeah. And what about the arrow field? Are we taking any early money? I oh, know it's a beautiful field um, of quality runners in there. Um, where's it all going at the moment? I was about to ask you there, uh, Kempi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, look, yeah. There's been uh, quite a bit of money for Mustang Valley, um, the Andrew Forsman uh, train runner, Joe Doyle on board. Uh, has got a fairly handy draw, 320 into $2.80. Uh, also a bit of money on Sharp and Smart as well, uh, $14 into $11. Um, having a look further down the page, to be fair, those are the two best back runners at the moment. Um, Legato, um, not without uh, her friends. Um, but at the moment, Mustang Valley, very, very popular with punters in the arrow field. I'm just waiting to see if we yeah, take any money on Just Ask Me. Um, on the drift at the moment, 11 out to $13. Keep drifting. Um, I'm, I'm thinking if the weather's um, 
uh, doesn't sort of shape up, surely Jam is a, a big chance there, uh, Gimpy. Top four. Top four, I think, Paulie. Um, thanks a lot for that this morning, mate. We'll keep an eye on it. Actually, and tune in tomorrow morning because we've got Andrew Forsman. I know you're out golfing. Uh, but tune in from the golf course and, and have a listen to that one. It should be a good one. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports at racing at tv.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, Paulie Mawadi, your legend. You go and enjoy yourself, mate. Your four-day weeks. Well, me and Izzy, we just grind away. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, we got you back. Yeah. He's, he's on, mate. I, I, I couldn't believe when the message came through that Paulie Mawadi's working Fridays. But, hey, you, there's no one else better out there that can... Lead us into a couple this weekend, Paulie. Thank you so much, brother. All the best, eh? Up the magpies. Very good, boys. Yeah. <laughs> the shield stays here. <laughs> no chance, mate. No chance. All right, mate. Take care. Kempi, Kempi, Kempi. I've had a wee load up, and my first multi, my first option for my multi is just ask me top four. $2.70. I think it's great money, great value for a horse that has been outstanding this year. You must be relatively confident, along with others. And I've got a uh, Kempi's kicker as well that I've picked my selection. So we'll go away. You've got yours? Yep. Okay, we'll go away. We'll come back and we'll read out who is going to be a part of Kempi's kicker. And we've also got a ton of messages that we'll get through before we get off to Dan McCarty. So stay tuned for that. All right, welcome back. Coming up to the end of our show, we'll get over to Danny Boy soon. And we've got our Kempi's kicker. That we got to announce today, and uh, part of my team is coming with Dagger. Is Aaron Leopard? Aaron Leopard uh, has gone. <laughs> no surprises here. Well, I've chosen this one, but he's gone. Pango top three, Imperatriz to win, boosted Brian Toto to score, and Penrith to win uh, twelve and under one to twelve. That is paying twenty bucks. So Aaron Leopard <laughs> is a part of my wow. team with Kimpy's kicker. There you go, Kimpy. What do you got? Well. I'm going what I think is a very good bet, and I'm actually adding a horse just to give it a little bit of colour. Um, and it pays, I think it's $7.56, and that's with Cam, and he's coming. He wants to back uh, Talisker down in Rickerton Race 4 to win at 3 bucks into Imperatriz of the Valley, which is tomorrow night, Race 7, uh, paying a dollar eighty. I think Imperatriz just wins that. There's uh, great form in that. And uh, I'm going to throw in at the Valley as well, Amelia's Jewel. I think Amelia's Jewel and Imperatriz are definites tomorrow night. So that's for Cam, and that's $7.56 with your 20 bucks. What's that worth, Kiz? Yeah, give me two seconds, Kimmy. <laughs> that's about $4,650. <laughs> no, I love, I love what, how the first one was paying 20 bucks and give his, like, I'll add a bit of colour to it <laughs> and add on another <laughs> 7 bucks. $7. Well, 20 times 7 and I'd say it'd be a bit more than that. Jeez, it's a lot. That's a hell of a lot of money. So let's <laughs> hope it, let's hope it comes in for the boys. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it gets paid. Dear kids, you, you do that going, you get that going. But that is it. Cam and uh, Aaron Leopard, you're a part of Kempi's Kicker. So if that gets paid, mate, that half, half of that cash will go to you and half to me and Kempi. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Does it all think, go to them? I think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. But there's a couple of goodies too. Boys, good rider cup option. McElroy and Sheffer, top point scorer. That is $5.50 boosted. That is a genuine, genuine chance to win that. So well done. And hey, lads, been away counting cards in Vegas. Miss listening to the lads. Appreciate you coming back. Who, who was that? 
Make sure you leave your name at the bottom of that text message as well, mate. Appreciate it. Good to have you back tuning in. That is Cam. Okay, Cam. Bang. Save his name. Cam from Blendon's got his name saved. But anyway. Hey, uh, awesome boys. Uh, what else we got here? Good morning, boys. Old Foster, he'll never change his mind about Bode, playing Bodie at fullback unless there's an injury. It bloody frustrating knowing there is a better 15 that can be named. But like you is, still love the boys. Have a good day. Thanks. That is from Dave in Karaka. And earlier on in the show at 6.20, we waited this long to say it to me. Apologies. As you guys say, the twin pivot game didn't work in 29. It ain't going to work now. The sooner Fozzie goes to coach Australia, the better. That is from Tim. And boys... This is how I would have tweaked the All Blacks team. Dalton out completely. Ethan replacement. Talia's out. Leicester replacement. B Barrett out altogether. Will Jordan 15. Rico out to 14. Havili to 13. Perhaps lose a prop from the bench and put Bowden in at 20 in case. But Talia's maybe a better idea. Thoughts, Kempi? Yeah, I've, look, I've, I think we've stuck with, mm. with the team that we want out there. I think everyone over the yeah. next couple of days is, is going to be you know, racking their brains to see, you know, what, what they would have done with the team. It's, it's all going to come down to the next couple of weeks, that game leading into yeah. uh, the one against Ireland, what he selects for that one, and whether or not they get the job done and get it done convincingly against Italy. Uh, yeah. I say that, I'll, I will say this, I say that if they don't do it convincingly, there'll be more changes. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree, my friend, and I appreciate that little message coming through. Keep them, stay tuned, stay tuned. We've got a big hour ahead, a couple of hours actually. We're going to get back to Dan and have a catch up. No doubt he'll have a huge, huge show for you. In fact, uh, here's the one quickly before I uh, head off to Dan. Izzy and Kempe, this is a good shout, even though I may be a little bit biased. Broncos to win and unders 37.5 points in total at $4.50 up the Broncos. It's a good bet. Up the Broncos. I, I actually, I actually think the Broncos are a chance. I'm just trying to put this mm. multi together. I'm up to forty dollars already, um, <laughs> but I can't add um, Brian Toto to it. So we'll have a little play around with that. Me and Kez on our yep. Kempe's kicker, but it's saying here without adding Brian Toto to it with those those uh, those multied up with what we've had, which is Penrith Panthers one to twelve, Pungo top three, Amelia's Jewel to win, Imperators Trez to win, a Talisker. At three dollars, it's thirty-eight dollars and seventy-eight cents so far, and we're still to add Brian Tor. Beautiful. Well, we'll get that done, and hope to get everyone paid. Stay tuned. Dan McCarty coming up. Yes, welcome back. Let's cross the Wellington and catch up and chat to the one and only Dan McCarty. How you doing, Danny boy? Sorry, uh, very good, very, 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 very good, Israel. Very, very good. Hello, Kempi. Brains. <laughs> Hey Snakey, it wasn't. There wasn't a bit of. It wasn't a bit of banter. It was just. Sorry, I'm, I, I, hey, I'm okay you, with it, mate. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I'll let this one slide. Uh, for, I've, I need to start off with an apology to uh, the Italian rugby community for being very unfair to them. Uh, uh, this wouldn't have uh, got past Kempe. Kempe wouldn't have embellished uh, their uh, ability to uh, turn over Six Nations oppositions. Um, I, I certainly talked them down yesterday when I said they've won one of their last fifty. Uh, Six Nations games. I've actually got that wrong. They've won one of their last 41. How could I forget the 2015 victory over Scotland? 22 points to 19, Kempe. Yeah. So they've actually won two of their last 50 Six Nations games, Kempe. Yeah. And I think you might be missing another one too, which is one (laughs) against Wales last year where they won 22-21. No, that would be the second. 
That would be the second of the 50. That would be the second. How can we, how can we forget that uh, gripping uh, 22-21 victory at the Principality Stadium in, in Wales, my friend? Uh, that's banter. Uh, we'll talk Rugby was World Cup, Com- Steve Was Divine. that Compuzio? He scored the winner, eh? In that game, I, think. I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. Yeah. But, but, hey, what, what is obvious eight. is they are turned. I don't think they've turned the corner completely, but they are turning. You saw that in the Six Nations, losing to France by five. And it was double digits, but all under 17 and under against all the other nations. So they'll be competitive, but if New Zealand win, oh my lord. Like, uh, sorry, if New Zealand lose. As um, he loses his yeah, here. Panic, <laughs> yeah, panic stations. It will be panic stations on the top of that mullet uh, and, uh. and around New Zealand. And completely, uh, rightly so. Um, good to see some uh, of the big bodies back for the All Blacks, fellas. Uh, we need the yeah, make of this that team? intensity. Well, I'm, I'm not getting my wish in the back three. Um, great yeah. to see Frizzell back. It looked like he was finally sort of realising that potential of those physical tools that he does have. I'm happy with uh, Roygaard on the bench. Uh, I'm interested that they've gone with um, Mackenzie, Bowden Barrett and Moonga on a 23. I wasn't sure you yeah. could get away with that. I- I'm still unsure Same. that might be the case for the knockout rounds. He just loves uh, throwing surprises out. I've never seen that coming. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they play uh, and how that goes. Um because you'd think Mwonga would stay on, right? So it's, um, what, Barrett, McKenzie? Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. So Steve Devine's going to join us on that. Uh, we'll talk hoops as well, fellas. Um, the Breakers, of course, after that gripping run to the grand final last year, they lost uh, three games to two to Sydney. They're tipping off a, a new campaign. A, a lot of changes in the roster and the assistant coaching group, I think UCO, lots of changes. Let's hope uh, they can uh, continue the momentum of that great season last year. So the Professor... Casey Frank's going to join the show as well. Ryder Cup is on, fellas. How good is this event? My favourite golfing event is on our doorstep. Um, and uh, Smithy's uh, golfing guru, Dave Bolesky, will join the show as uh, well. So uh, we've got lots to get into. Um, are people outraged at the Dell M Awards, Kempe? Yeah, I think, they, I think they are. Well, especially if you're living in this side uh, of the Tasman, over this side. You, Sean Johnson, uh, look. Snake, I think I think the the question is who do you give it to? The one who's more consistent, or the guy that just plays you know ten good games? Well, I I find this a very hard award to get wound up by. Same because they judge every single game, don't they? And, and I'll and I'll freely admit I'll put my hand up here, Kimpy. I didn't watch much of the Knights. I didn't watch much of your boys. When I did, <laughs> Caelan Ponga looked bloody good every time I saw him play. So. Because I didn't watch every single game, maybe I'll excuse myself from being outraged. Beautiful, Dan. Appreciate you, mate. Have a great show, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for a half a show. How good? Friday.